previously on This Is How We Roll. And so I will uh, change out of my gym costume and wear slacks and a dinner jacket with no shirt underneath. I propose that you manage to slip both of our invitations into Nigel's back pocket. You get under the glass so it doesn't hit the ground. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I no, I, I I didn't mean to. I I didn't know we were all this Oh, Nigel, I'm so sorry, no, Nigel. I I think that was my fault. My apologies. Oh, oh boy, we're in a world of hurt here. I don't believe that we've met. My name is Nigel Cornfalding. And Moby uh the swaying drunk he does in fact pass right by you flint to go back to the bar so to set the scene, Macecor and Dresden have just engaged in a lovely line dance of sorts to reach the host's location at the party, and Felosiol and her date Langford are still dancing alongside Piper and Lou and Luke. Uh, Flint has made a new friend named Moby Richard, and they are over at the bar, and it is a lovely, classy party at Cornfarthing Manor. And let's go back to Felosiol and Langford. So you rush back down the stairs and Langford is uh, still looking around to try to find this port that he knocked, that you all knocked out of Nigel's hands. So when you ran back to the dance floor, um, you don't see Langford there, actually. Uh, I want to go find him. Okay. Uh, you look around for a moment and then find him poking around in the entryway and he's sort of sifting through a bunch of gift boxes and bags on the table inside the entryway. Lang Langford, what are you doing? Well, the bartender said that there might be a bottle of uh, the port that Nigel likes over here. What What kind? Uh, he said it's a dragon hold vintage. Wait, you were there. Nigel told us that. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Well. I know. I've had a drink, too. I'm, I'm not feeling myself. What? Uh, uh, we need to go find my friends. We have a bottle of that to give to him. Well, why didn't you say so? I... Listen, I forgot, and we were having such a good time dancing, and then I got port in my eyes and had to go upstairs, and can you tell that it's on my shirt? I think your shirt looks just like it's pink now. Oh, perfect. That's what I was going for. I blended it all together. And um, it's see-through. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Jeez! Oh my God! That's not great. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. It, it looks fine. I'm really nobody's glad nobody's gonna know. I'm glad you like my sleeves being wet because I am wearing this vest, so obviously that's not see through. Um. Oh yeah, isn't it like a corset? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I just, I like a good elbow. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, this, this conversation's turned to a weird direction. I, can we just? Yeah, Can we yeah, just go make sure that the Nigel gets his port? Yeah, I th I think 
if either Flint or Mayscore had it, so if we can find either of them, you remember what they look like, right? Yeah, you mean those fellers that are over there talking to Nigel now. Um, and I look across the room. And let's cut to Dresden and Mayscore. You danced your way expertly and have drawn some attention, and uh, Dresden in particular, there are now several uh, men and women in this room who are sort of eyeing you up, uh, and just some with, like, looks of disdain and, and jealousy, and others are, like, ready for a piece. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, they want to get a piece. Um, and, uh, and you find yourself standing now in front of this large padded high back chair, and sitting in it is a relatively old orc man. Um, he has a very strong underbite, and distinguished gray hair, um, and a fairly large nose as well. And he's wearing a suit very, very similar to the one that Macecore is wearing. Uh, his, is, <laughs> his is a uh, his is a blue suit with small white embroidered anchors all over it. Um, but he he takes a look at you, Macecore, and says, "Well danced, my friends." Wait, is that what he sounded like? God, what did he Pretty sound much, like? A little yeah. bit more like Pretty much, Nigel. Yeah. Nigel yeah. Cornfather. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Uh, he says, "I." I appreciate your style, but that suit, it looks like one of mine, perhaps. Is Cheryl giving away my belongings again? Well, I was in a pickle with, you know, the attire I was wearing, so she was gracious enough to let me uh, wear one of your exquisite suits, I might add. Ah, well, I'm. you come from... No doubt from Sudradel, and their sense of fashion isn't quite what ours is. <laughs> I laugh nervously. <laughs> Me too. Now, how about... <laughs> 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 oh. Ha. 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 <laughs> oh my god, this plays in so well to like Dresden's being like, oh yes, one of those jokes. <laughs> now uh -huh. you, my lithe young friend, yeah, yes, it was very funny, <laughs> but you, my lithe young friend, you are quite the dancer. Well, thank you. I, um, I have been known to break it down from time to time. Where did you study the dance? Oh, all over, really. You know, a little bit from here, a little bit from there. Very interesting. What can I do for you two? Uh, well, Mr. Cornfa- oh, Dreza, I'm sorry, you want to go? No, I was just going to go say ahead. that I think that you have a gift for him, and that would explain why I'm holding this empty glass. Oh, I, we sure do. Mr. Conforthing, uh, among other, another thing we need to talk to you about, we hear that you are a fan of the port from Dragonhold. Is that right? Astounding intel that you've got there, gentlemen. I am a big fan of Dragonhold Vintage. Well, as a token of our appreciation, and uh, in advance of Hopefully you're here to talk some business. Here is a uh, a bottle of the finest uh, port from Dragonhold. 
Why, my goodness, this is a very nice bottle and very hard to get in these parts right now, so I do appreciate the gesture. I will let you know later tonight if I have time to talk business, as you say. In the meantime, please enjoy my home and make yourselves at home, and why don't you treat us all to another dance when you have the energy? Yes, I will. By dance, though, we dance. Uh, we we, we got to talk some business time. I think there's ways... You're so, uh, you're so eager to talk business. Well, I don't ever talk business at my parties, but the party will wrap up in a few hours, and why don't you stick around and you can find me then? That's a deal. That sounds Deal. great. He reaches out a hand. And I shake it. But I shake it with like I don't I don't go limp in his hand, but like I'm not like it's not like a strong handshake, but it's like you know submissive. It's it's just kind of You're like there. submission, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um he But not yeah. limp. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like that's gotta be like you're trying to be that's very precise with that. Can you make me a sleight of hand check? Yeah. Six, Natural 16. one. You break his hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sixteen. Yeah, that's okay. So you achieve your goal. Um, you're trying not to be like dominant, but uh, still solid enough. And he he looks you in the eye as you do that and stands from his seat for just a moment. Um, he turns and looks at Dresden. Um. And he says, and you, sir, did you want to talk business with me as well? <laughs> uh, yes, that would be quite enjoyable if I were to talk business with you as well. And I will treat you... I suppose that's why they say business and pleasure are the same thing. Yes. Ha-ha. 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 <laughs> Another joke? Yes, you see, I, I'm... Uh, yes, I'm full of them, but I don't... Never mind. All right, well, I look forward to talking some business, and I will treat you to another dance at a later time. I shall look forward to it. Now, leave me with my port, gentlemen. I have some drinking to do. <laughs> of course. All right, uh, Dreads, you want to dance back towards the, the middle? Yes, let's do that. Okay, now, meanwhile... While they were having their conversation, Flint, what were you up to? I am. I would saying... say so. You and you and Moby wander back from the bar toward his post and reach that spot right around the time that Dresden and Macecore are wrapping up their dance. Yeah. So my goal is to get back to wherever it was that Moby stands, which is fairly close to where Nigel sits and greets people and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm just saying whatever it is to go along with the conversation. Um, in an effort to position myself uh, clo like close, like in close conversation with Moby Richard, but so that I'm between him and Nigel. Okay, yep. So I, I'm just saying whatever I need to say and then keeping up with the conversation there. Um, can you just make me a performance check, like a general performance check? Sure. Oh, six. Uh, you, you pass. He's super drunk. It was a DC <laughs> 5 check. This was a super easy check. You, okay. almost, you almost failed it, but <laughs> yeah. you made it to the 5+. Plus. Um, 
So he he's not really like checking people's positions anymore. Um, you get the feeling that maybe Cheryl has taken over primary security functions. Um, and she's still up on top of the uh, staircase just watching for more like serious security threats, I'd say. Right. Uh, and I've got a drink in my hand. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't... I did, if, if we were throwing like drinks back or whatever at the bar, like I definitely wasn't... I was throwing it over my shoulder. Gotcha. Yeah. Like... Um, so I've got a drink and I'm talking with, and, and I'm assuming that, uh, like he's standing like, again, I'm betwixt Nigel and, and, um, Moby Richard. So at that point, I'm just going to have a conversation with Moby. Okay. What do you say? And just, uh, I'm going to say, uh, you know, it's time. So I, like, I, what do you like to do for fun, Moby? Well, uh, who? Wait, what? No, that's we were talking about what we do for like, like you know, outside of what, like in your free time. Oh yeah, no, we. Uh, I'm a big fan of fishing. And no way. Yeah, you're a fan of fishing. Uh, yeah. Wait, are you? And, are you a fisher? I, person i I, i'm gonna gonna have my drink in my left hand and i'm gonna go i'm gonna just like enthusiast i love fishing and like go for like a you know an over the clasp like high five okay you know what i mean like yeah 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 like you're bringing it in bringing it in so does he go for the does he does he go for the hand yeah um he may not hit the target I'm gonna. I my goal is to lock hands with him. Okay, you. He's like wobbling a little bit, so you're gonna have to hit the target. So, um, just make me a quick. Uh, well, you're making me do a lot of tricks. Yeah, I know. Make okay. a make a quick stealth or a sleight of hand check. I think you're good at that. Oh, critical Ooh, fail! Oh my god! On it, but it's on a handshake. So wait, what? We wait, miss wait. a handshake? No. That's not a critical fail, is it? It is, but he gets the automatic ten. Yeah. Plus. Oh yeah, so you're good, you're good. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You, I'll say you have a couple chances here because he's like wobbling, but you have a couple chances. So God, that's fucking crazy. So you rolled a crit one, and it still gives you a twenty-three. That well, I've got, a, I've got a thirteen modifier, and anything. That's I know, I know. 10, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. But nuts. that is that is an it's insane really crazy. thing to see on the screen. A red <laughs> yeah. twenty-three on roll twenty. It took me a second, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's a fucking crit fail." <laughs> um, yeah, but you, you, it takes you a couple tries, but you get him to bring it in. You you lock hands. Now what do you do? Okay, I am going to pull him towards me in an effort to make it look like a drunk idiot stumbled into me. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then what's your end game here? What are you doing after I'm gonna that? I'm going to get knocked into Nigel in an effort to fall on him and sneak the invitations into his coat pocket. <gasps> okay. All right. Um, boy. <laughs> so a lot of working force. Parts. Force the drunk idiot into me. Alright, that's easy enough. Give me a strength contest, and I'm gonna do his with disadvantage. Okay. 14. Yeah, that's an 8 for him. So you do manage to, like, pull him toward you enough that it looks like he knocked you over. Yep. 
All right, and I'm so you fall, fall into. I want to fall into Nigel. Yep. While, and it's one of the. It's those classic like, uh, oh, I stole your pocket watch yep. because I bumped yep. into you on the street, kind of thing. Except yep. in reverse, like where I'm gonna put the invitations right, right. into his pocket. So and I, my effort is like with the drink is to like throw the drink up in the air, basically like misdirection. Big Oh my god, misdirection. I just put these invitations in your pocket. Alright, wonderful. And go ahead and make me a sleight of hand check and an athletics check. The sleight of hand is going to determine whether you successfully get the invites in. Okay, uh, do you want an order for that? Like, is the Yeah, do the sleight like of hand first. Okay. A 27. You super smoothly slide these two invites into the back pocket of Nigel's, uh, uh, I guess, suit. I was, I, I was going to say he jeans. had, like, a jacket or something on. Yeah, something yeah. with a pocket that could get, you know, something. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, it, yeah, I was going to say, it's it's like the back pocket of a pair of uh, suit pants. Okay. Um, Beautiful. And then an athletics check, please. A 17. Nice. That's pretty good. You're a big dude, so I just wanted to see if you could stop oh, yourself. No. I was going to see if you could I stop yourself from actually... I forgot actually... that I'm so fat. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that you didn't actually fall and like break his chair or something. Um, I'm going to say that you are light enough on your feet here that you managed to not actually put much of your weight on him at all, um, but enough on like his, I don't know, like his like side or his knee or wherever you make contact that he is distracted enough that you manage to get these invites in the back pocket. Um, and it does cause quite a commotion. Nigel stands up, the dance stops, um, someone scratches a record and the music stops. Um, right. And just as quick as can be, Cheryl is at your side and she has you by the elbow, the crook of the elbow, and she says, all right, that's it. I told you no nonsense. Now we're getting you out of here. She said that to me? Yep. What? This drunk idiot knocked me over. Oh, this drunk idiot happens to be Nigel's cousin, so he's not going to kick him out. We need to get you out of here. You're clearly what drunk yourself. Can't we just, um, this could be remedied without anybody kicking anybody out. Mm, I think it's a little too late for that. And she tosses you out the front door. Oh, man. Oh. Um, Son of a bitch. And we'll come back to you, Flint. Don't worry. Um... All right, so Flint got tossed. Um, everybody else, you see this happen. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Now, Maze Corps. Uh, I'd like to say that as I was getting tossed out, even as I was thrown out the door, I had a smirk on my face. Yeah. I got what I needed done. Yeah. Love it. Um, and let's see. Uh, actually, no, let's go back to Felosiel. So Felosiel, um, Langford sees this uh, gift being given to Nigel, and Nigel now has a glass of port, so Nigel's, or sorry, Langford is a little less worried. Um, he looks at you and says, Well, that's a relief. Oh, yeah, I, I guess Macecor must have had it all along. Say, I'm getting a little, getting a little, uh, oh boy, I'm feeling a little faint. Can we go get some fresh air, maybe? Yeah, I was gonna go find my friend's just, do you want to step out the front? Why don't we go out here onto the balcony? It's got a nice view. Are we allowed to go there? Yeah, of course. Look, the doors are open, and uh, the balcony doors are uh, just off of the far end past the bar, where there's like this garden box on this picture. Okay. 
Um, I'm gonna draw it there, actually. Uh, can I just, like, try to make icon? So this was before Flynn was kicked out, yeah? Yeah, this is, like, before that all went down. I just want to see if I can, like, make eye contact with Macecore or Dresden, uh, just to, like, check in with them, essentially. Um, give me, I guess give me, uh... And, like, get them to notice we're going that way. Yeah, I guess give me a, um, perception check both groups, maybe. Macecore and Dresden and Felicial. Just see if you all perceive each other doing this. A ten. Seven. Um... 18? Yeah, 18. Uh, Dresden, you see Felosio going. Um, you don't necessarily catch a, gl- a glimpse from her saying anything in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and Mace Cora are kind of uh, distracted having just delivered your gift as well. Um, and Langford is like... He's like acting a little woozy uh, after... I guess he... I don't know. Did he have a drink yet? I don't, think I don't so. know if he did. Uh, maybe not, but he's probably just stressed. Yeah, he's Panic he's attack. feeling a little stressed because he's this is a lot of excitement for Langford. Um, poor guy. I guess so. We walk outside. I just want, uh, I want to find out more about him. Um. All right. So he walks outside and he heads all the way to the far corner of the balcony and he stands leaning on the railing, looking out. Um, Lang- Langford, how did you get an invite to this tonight? Well, I've got a couple of things to ask you as well. Oh, oh my god. Man. Dun, dun, dun. Oh no. For example, I'm wondering, where did you get that jeweled scabbard? And I'm wondering what happened to your voice. <laughs> Apologies. You see, I have to keep my distance from the people in this town. I am not who I said I am, as you may have figured out. And I have the feeling that you are in this town on a mission that is greater than you say as well. I am. And maybe you can help me with that. I think that we may have the same quest. And what is your quest? And why do you care about my scabbard? Because I also seek the Sword of Legend. Oh, shit. Oh, I just carry this scabbard because I found it in a mystery box months ago. You cannot be serious. Yep. Found an... uh, It was an old lady. I have done my research on you, Felosial Fleetfoot, and I happen to know that your father was a great elven warrior and that you are here on a mission with your compatriots to seek a great and powerful relic. I can only assume that the fact that you have the jeweled scabbard of the sword cannot be a coincidence. And her face just goes like stone flat uh, whenever she starts talking about her or he starts talking about her dad. I I apologize if I have struck a nerve. I... I this this must seem awfully strange to you, and I just want to reassure you that I am not your enemy here, alright? I, I am not. I promise you, I don't want to take the scabbard from you. I want to do whatever I can to help you on your way. And why are you seeking this sword? I am part of a brotherhood, 
and we have sought the sword since it was lost, as it brought great misfortune on many communities. I don't even know that much about it, so maybe you can enlighten me. I would be very happy to. What does Langford look like? Um, Langford is a... He is a half-orc. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has some more um, like softer human features as compared to um, Lou and Luke, who are full orcs, um, along with most of the people in the Horn. And he... Um, He's sort of like gangly and awkward looking, just like his mm. uh, like character-y mm. voice that he puts on mm-hmm. is. Um, but he's um, now that he's not being Langford, per se, he is standing up straighter. He is a little less hayseed for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, he just seems a bit more intelligent now. Okay. So you've been following me for how long since I got to this town before? We learned of your whereabouts when you entered the town. Uh, You see, the Brotherhood has members in all three of the powerful guilds here in the Horn. And, excuse me, my voice is cracking. Losing it. Um, I'm Langford. <laughs> yeah, God, <laughs> shredded my voice. Like spontaneously <laughs> switching back um, and forth. And he says, "I'm Langford." He says, "Why don't I start at the beginning?" So Langford launches into an explanation of some of this information that he says that he has for you. He tells you about the fraternity of the Blade of Umberly. It's a fraternity that formed several centuries ago. He explains that they serve no one master, but rather they have preserved the legend of the sword that defeated evil and the great warrior who wielded it, which uh, I I don't know if you actually know this yet, uh, Velocial, but it's uh, the warrior's name was Keldon. Uh, Yeah, I do know know that that. from your vision, right? Um, So Keldon is their, is essentially their brotherhood's patron saint. And they have, historically collected relics from his life and um, pieces of his armor and preserved his home and those sorts of things. And he mentions briefly that there is a temple in the far north of the fraternity of the Blade of Umberly. Uh, It's on an abandoned island called the Hermitage, which is not something you've heard of. And he said that there are two relics that have escaped their grasp despite their long search. And one of which you're wearing on your hip. Mm. The jeweled scabbard that you now possess has been missing for centuries, and uh, there is knowledge of it and record of it from Keldon's wars in the past, but no one could find his scabbard, and similarly, the sword itself has been missing for a long time. Um, And I believe that you saw some information about that in your vision. Um, in the pool of knowledge. So you, you have some background there. Um, and he says that since Keldon's death, essentially what has happened is that there's been a prophecy that's been heard by select individuals across the continent of Finderadel. And it was a prophecy that speaks of a future warrior who would once again wield Keldon's sword to finish what he started and rid the world of the corruption and evil of Zargon once and for all. The prophecy told them to prepare for this warrior's arrival And it spoke of times of turmoil and death leading to the rise of an old evil. And uh, 
he he gives you the word for word prophecy as it's heard by each member of this fraternity when it when it comes to them he says the warrior will arrive at a time unknown the warrior will carry a vestige of keldon you will know them though they may not know themselves when the time is right you will recognize this faded hero though they may not fully understand their path guide them aid them and nurture them for the fate of the world is upon their shoulders you must do all of this from the shadows do not speak a word of this to the non-believers lest this last bastion for the light be extinguished with your help there is a flicker of hope this warrior can wield the blade of umberly once again with it they will open the rift back to the underdark and banish zargon back to the realm from whence he came the fate of the world teeters on the edge of a blade on one side lies darkness on the other the brightness of a future of promise uh he says that's the that those are the words of the prophecy and it came to me when i was just a boy i thought i was crazy and i ignored it but it came back in dreams throughout my life until i was a young adult and i i made my pilgrimage and i found others who also followed the fraternity of the blade but how how did you know to come here the fraternity has members across the entire continent and we have ways of recognizing one another and i i don't think that you need to know right now but this this was the post that i was given and i've been here for some time now waiting and watching and always keeping an ear to the ground for any sign of the sword or the the scabbard if if i tell you something does it stay between us you have my word i had a vision of keldon and he returned to his town after the first war and then at some point he found a harbor and a boat and he sailed to an island but i couldn't see what well i think it was an island i couldn't see where he was going is that the hermitage that is not likely to be the hermitage given that it's basically just a rock in a northern bay but it does sound well perhaps a bit of history for you that may be helpful keldon's village was not far from the horn originally and perhaps fate has brought you back to this area because this is from this is the place from which he set sail did did he have the sword when you saw him yes it was one of the things left because his village was burned but how do you know how he died or when he died how did you guys how how did the fraternity collect items how do you know they're his well they are pieces of him he he had traveled quite a bit during his lifetime there's not really much left of him from the war uh but he did he did travel before the war he was a known leader of legions for the the powers of good but he 
he also left behind a life, just like any soldier going to war. And so we have some bits and pieces. We have a journal from a young Keldon's hand. We have some of his clothing. We have pieces of his armor, none of which are particularly notable. The, the only powerful relic that he ever possessed or ever was known to possess was the Blade of Umberly, which of course is missing and has been missing for centuries. But our belief based on this prophecy is that the sword must still exist and it looks like perhaps you are the one who was meant to wield it. Be because of this scabbard. The prophecy speaks of a warrior who will not understand their path, but will bear a vestige of Keldon. You did not even know that this scabbard was his. But of course, I recognize it immediately from all of the historic documents that link it to him. And where where did the blade and scabbard even come from? That may be one of the greatest questions of all. They seem to have been forged by some ancient power, perhaps not even of this world. You mean a, a god or a titan? A god, a titan, a very good dwarven smith from another dimension. Who, who knows? There's not really any clarity on its origin, but the rumors are that it's made of a metal that never gets dull. And it can, it can split the very fabric of the air. I... Do, do you think... You think, you think I'm the person to find this rift to the Underdark and take Zargon back? It may sound completely ridiculous to you, and I, I can understand and I can see on your face that that's the case, but I can promise you that if this is your fate, then you are our only hope. We can see the Brotherhood has, has been in communication about the rising tides of darkness once again, as they as they rose centuries and centuries ago, before my time, before your time, but before Keldon's rise to fame, the tides of darkness rose up just as they are now. And the very same figure, Biriel, as most know him, was the source of that darkness, and once again, he has resurfaced, and we believe Zargon is still to blame. Zar Zargon is back. I don't know if you need confirmation of that because you do seem very sure of it, but he is back. I believed as much, though I do appreciate the confirmation. But how uh, how are you to help me find this blade? All I know is I need to sail in, in into like, sail. I don't even know where to. The Lost Isle. But I heard... Well, then, that may be part of our purpose. The fraternity comes in many shapes and sizes. We have people of all all creeds and backgrounds. We have sailors. We have smiths. We have scholars. We have warriors. We have any type of person that you can imagine. Now, in this town, there are not many of us, but Whatever we can do to help you on your way, we will, and I will send word that you are here and you can use the fraternity's help. So, 
what I can do for you is that I will stay in the shadows and I will be available to you. If you need me, if you need my help with anything or just don't know what to do, if you reach an impasse in your journey, then simply leave the symbol of the fraternity somewhere near where you are and we will be on the lookout for it and we will see it and we will find you we will seek you out actively we will continue our search for information in the meantime you seek keldon's destination i suppose from his journey across the sea long ago into the infinite expanse and there is a legend in this area of an island i assume you've heard the legend um i'm not an, i don't think so all i know is what i've seen and all of that's a blur so the legend that brought some of us to this town is of the lost isle it's an island somewhere off the coast of the horn maybe two days sail into the infinite expanse and no one save a few old salty sailors has ever returned to tell the tale of the lost island there are often rumors of it being seen from a great distance from a vessel crossing the infinite expanse but its location changes and when an exploratory party goes back to find this island when it's reported it's often not where it was supposed to be it moves that seems to be the case so that, I believe, may be what you seek. I've... I have heard that you cannot sail there. I've heard that there are other ways to get there. So perhaps this is the information you need to find. But I suppose the first thing you're likely trying to solve is that you need to get out of this harbor if you're going to set sail into the infinite expanse. Yes, and uh, that's why we came to this party, to get Nigel to meet with Mama and... Blue Betty and figure out this whole problem. Well, the fraternity's business is not to step in and take the lead. We will follow your lead. Continue what you're doing. Try to solve this problem. Find yourself a vessel. Ask around. There may be those in this town who have information about this island that I do not have, that the fraternity has not found. There has to be a solution here though because it seems to be your fate yeah oh i do you know I, I suppose i should show you here's the symbol that you can leave you can leave it on a wall you can leave it on a, a bar napkin you can post it on a local community board whatever it is that you want to do if you need help leave the signal Burn it into the ground for all I care. We will see it and we will know that you are calling for us. And he pulls up his um, his trousers and on his calf he has a tattoo. And it's a tattoo of a sword. And the blade of the sword is sort of intricately decorated with uh, a vine that sort of wraps around the blade all the way up to the peak. Uh, I d does it have to look exactly like that? Just just draw the blade. I'll know I'll know what I'm looking okay. for. Yeah, that's that's very detailed. 
Yes, this is the more detailed version. You can you can go with the more pixelated version. Okay. That's fine. Um, so this is where we say goodbye for now. Well, I mean, we're just standing out here on the balcony. Is there anything? Oh, wait, shit, here comes somebody. Hi, everyone. It's Keegan, your Felosio, and I'm here with your mineral announcement. If you're enjoying our show, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed by more listeners like yourselves, and we like hearing what you have to say about our podcast. And if you're looking for even more content, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll, or you can find the link in our show notes. Over at Patreon, there's so much extra content for you to listen to or look at. We've got a side campaign, cut content, maps, and more. So head on over and check it out. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get all of this extra content for yourself. Thank you to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. And the last way for you to help our podcast is by word of mouth. Tell a friend or family member that you think would like this show to listen to it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways for us to get new listeners. And I just want to finish this off by saying thank you for listening. We know that there are a lot of D&D podcasts out there, and we're so grateful that you chose ours to listen to. Now, let's get back to the episode. Let's go back to Dresden and Mace Corps. So the two of you just dropped off the bottle uh, to um, to Nigel, and um, so here's what happens next. Macecore, give me a perception check, please, and it has a very low DC, so please don't roll a one. Hope not. I've been rolling all the ones tonight, so... Well. Uh, Macecore, right after you drop the bottle off to Nigel, you happen to glance up to the top of the staircase and there you see a familiar face. It is Emily from the Purple Whale. Oh my god. And she is dressed in a very nice uh, evening gown and she comes walking down the stairs very looking very elegant and she happens to catch your eye as she comes down the stairs and she uh, actually takes a right at the bottom of the left set of stairs to go toward the main entrance of the house and sort of gestures for you to follow her. Whoa. Uh, Dresden, I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, I'll be back. I'm gonna go follow her. Okay. I'm gonna turn to, to um, Nova. You, you... <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> what were you saying? I was gonna, I was gonna turn to, to thinking someone was, was beside me and, and, and say... I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. But then realize there's no one beside me. So. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the hollow suit of armor in the corner kind of shrugs. And... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you can edit that out, please. Uh, um, all right, so Macecore, you walk over and you see Emily um, up close for the first time since she was in the Purple Whale, and she had been looking kind of... Um, studious i guess when she was there and now she is looking very beautiful compared to uh what you would have imagined uh you know she wasn't a bad looking 
young woman, but she was not anything, uh, you know, like she looks now. And she says, oh, hi there, Mace Kor. Uh, I thought we were going to go on a date another night. I didn't realize that you were going to come to the party tonight. Uh, I wasn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't know I was coming here either, but I'm glad we're both here at the same time. Yeah, I really, I would have thought that I would have seen you on the list. Uh, well, I got a last minute invite, you know, uh, all the oh, stuff yeah, I'm doing. Huh. That's funny how that happens, and she gives you a very knowing look. Um, she says, um, well, have you had a chance to dance yet? Uh, I, well, yes and no. Not with anyone, though, but by myself, but... Kind of. It would be great to dance with somebody, though. Well, all right. I, I'd be happy to dance with you. Um, here, let's let's head over here, and I just need to say hi to someone first. Um, and she walks toward the dance floor with you in tow, and uh, the, the band is sort of in between pieces at this moment, and you see her walk straight over to Nigel, okay. and she says, Good evening, Daddy. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry I'm late. I just had a couple of things I had to take care of, but it looks like the party's going really well. I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to have a couple of dances. Um, and he says, Emily, my darling, of course, I am always so pleased to see you at these lovely, lovely parties. Now, please enjoy yourself, make some friends, and by all means... Have a good time dancing. Hey, uh, maybe before, like, you guys make it out on the dance floor is when I got kicked out. <laughs> I'm not sure when that happened. <laughs> yeah, I would say, so I think that's perfect timing. So, um, Macecore, uh, as you're walking toward the dance floor with Emily, you see Flint getting dragged out of the place <laughs> by Sharky Cheryl. Um, I'm just like, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, this is nuts. Um, and and Emily like, sees Emily sees you going by Flint, and she's sort of like, like, oh, what the hell is going on there? Um, and uh, Dresden, what are you doing while that's happening? Talking to a suit of armor. <laughs> Dresden's trying to. Oh, actually, so hold on. Let me let me wrap up the the Mace Core scene quick. Um, so Emily holds out her hand to you after walking uh, over to say hi to her father, Nigel Cornfarthing, and she holds out her hand to you, Mace as the next song strikes up. What do you do? Uh, I, ta- I, I take her hand and we start dancing. Yeah, let's get a uh, performance check for you, oh, please. Oh, come is on, it, get a good one. Is it with advantage or not? Someone cast guidance. Um, she's a good dancer, so I'll say, uh, yeah, you have advantage. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Here we, we all go. want it to be so good. Oh. Oh, oh no! Oh my god, I got an eight. <laughs> an eight to six. It was a critical what fail. Oh my what god. What the fuck? Um, Alright, so here's what I'll say. She um, leads. Can you roll... Uh, this game uh, can you roll me. me a... Uh, can you roll me a d6, please? To see how many times you step on her feet. <laughs> how many times you punch her in the face accidentally. Two. Um, she's, you, you do step on her feet a couple times and she takes two bludgeoning damage from that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and actually, the dancing is so not fun for her oh, that um, pretty quickly after this first song, she says, well, that that was just lovely. Um, would you 
would you mind if we maybe just took a stroll instead? Of course, yeah. I mean, that was fun, but if you don't want... I, yes, yeah. of course, but I, I, I much prefer a stroll, so perhaps we can go and do that. Um, and, uh, and she leads you, um, out into the gardens, straight out the, uh, there's like a front side entrance, I guess, just to the left of the main entrance that goes right into the gardens. Um, and the two of you take a nice little walk, and you can actually hear hushed tones over your shoulder, one of which sounds like Flint, the other you're not sure, um, (laughs) while you're on this stroll with her. And... Uh, your conversation goes in many directions and she learns a little bit about your background as a dragonborn and uh, it really is intriguing to her. You get the sense that she's very interested in that. Um, And she says, so whatever happened to the, the dragons of your ancestry, the, the true dragons have, have you ever met one? By true dragons, does she mean like, like the big flying ones? Yeah. Uh, I, I have met some, uh, I mean, they are, you can't get anything by them, uh, but I've gone, I've gone face to face and toe to toe with them, and and uh, I've saved some people because of it. That's fascinating. Where where exactly did you meet uh, a real dragon? I've been so full disclosure here, Macecore. I'm I'm a bit of a bookworm, as you may or may not have known, and I've read pretty much every book that has ever come through the horn. Uh, when a new book arrives on a boat, I. Uh, in the port, my my father usually gets it for me, and I've combed through every tome that I could, and uh, I've been fascinated by the loss of the relationship between the dragonborn and the and the true dragons, who live south of the hearth in the mountains. Have you have you ever traveled to the mountains south of the hearth? I haven't. No, I haven't. I've only seen my own people, which. Uh... Of the, you do you know about you're so well read. You know about the Isirian family, don't you? I have seen your family crest in some of my books. Yes. Well, you're you're talking to the 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 head of the family right now. Oh my! Well, I didn't realize that I was in a uh, basically in the presence of royalty. Well, one could say that of of you uh, being the. Yes, I uh, listen. I do hope that that wasn't too uncomfortable for you i just find that when folks know who i am right away it sort of changes whether they're willing to engage with me and and get to know me and i do appreciate you being willing to do that and i hope i understand if this changes things if you are in some sort of business with my father and you don't want this to get in the way i completely understand but i do hope that that won't be the case I don't think it will be, uh, but I, I do want to talk to you a little bit about the situation that's going on in town. I mean, no, if there's no trade, there's no more books. Is that right? I really, I don't want to sound insistent, but I'd rather not we talk business. I can't really do anything about any of this. Can we just talk about the dragons? I'm, I would, it's one of my dreams to go south and try and see a dragon. Do you think that you could ever take me? I, I in the, at this time, my score is like very interested, but clearly like, ugh, you're not ready for the commitment right now. <laughs> 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 um, he's like, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not. Business is a loose word, but I'm on a a mission right now to save everybody, but. Maybe when I get back, 
Um, you're, this will be the first stop, and we can go to Sujardel together. That would be wonderful, and I do think that you may find my my knowledge could be helpful if, if you should want to. Perhaps the Isirian family can be the ones who reunite the Dragonborn with their ancient ancestors. Is there anything in particular that... Um, I mean, I don't know much about them. Is there anything in particular that maybe I should be knowing about the the bigger dragons that I don't. Well, maybe we can maybe we can discuss it on our next date. Um, and she is going to go in for the kiss. Oh man. She's an assertive young roll lady. For love. Uh, uh let's, let's roll a roll a straight D twenty. Let's see how good this kiss is. Oh Jesus. Yeah, or uh, wait, we, do, do we give Mayscore any agency? Yeah, well no yeah you can her? you can decide. Do you want to uh, let her kiss you? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, that that is fine. If she's going in for it, you know, uh, base score's interested. Nice. Do I just, just G- D20? Just a straight D20. This is a kiss check. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Come on. 19! Oh, 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 yeah. One of the best uh, of her freaking life. It's a life. juicy one. So... She rolled a two, so oh, <laughs> she's God. got. She doesn't have great technique, um, but uh, but it is uh, on your part. You really salvage it, and uh, it's it's a very nice uh, moment out in the garden, right under a nice pink flowering tree. And uh, let's cut back to Dresden. So Dresden, you just got abandoned by your friend at the party. You also watched one of your other friends get thrown out of the party, and you don't know where your third friend is. And Piper is having a blast dancing. So. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, <laughs> Dresden, you get a feeling that something is about to happen, and your gut, for some reason, tells you to get away from the crowded dance floor. What do you do? Well, Dresden's going to pick up the pieces of his broken heart, hearing that Mayscore didn't ha- dance with anybody. Uh, that was pretty, uh, was pretty tra- uh, traumatizing for him. Um, I saw Flint get, uh, get uh, kicked out, right? Yep. I think I'm gonna go check in on 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 Flint. So I'm gonna make my okay. way to the to the door and uh, go see if Flint's okay. Okay. Um, you walk over to the front door and you can see Flint. He's now off in the distance, maybe like twenty or thirty paces from the door, and he is in talking in hushed tones with someone that you don't. Uh, well, one of the guys that you recognized from the street earlier. Mm. Um, meanwhile, as you st- immediately as you step outside the door, uh, Rasputin appears on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, shit! And Rasputin has a note tied to his leg that he holds out to you. What a ruse. Mm-hmm. Calling oh, in... God. Yeah, she just people. gets thirstier. I'll, uh, I will take the note. And Rasputin spins into a flash of blue flame and disappears. And on the note, you see a name, and it says Moby Richard. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, God, Flint's going to get framed. Um, yeah, the shit. cousin of... <laughs> and you're standing out in the front here. Um, now, Philosial, um, meanwhile, you and Langford have had a chat on the balcony and suddenly he stops talking mid-sentence as a very drunk man that you have not met stumbles out onto the balcony 
Um, and he says, I got, I got a piss. Somebody, hold on, I'm just gonna go, hold, I gotta go over the wall. I like to piss on the people down below. Um, and Langford looks at you and says, Well, I guess we better get back to the party, Dan. <laughs> Seamless. And uh, he, like, gestures to the door and uh, walks back inside with you. Lankily. Uh, from my conversation with him, would I want to go with him? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think you'd want to go with him. Okay. Um, not not like you not like you like want to stay by his side or something, but like you you don't you don't mistrust him now. Okay. Um, Moby Richard sort of stumbles around, um, and, and he's like he's like halfway kind of wandering around on the balcony. Um, Dresden, let's cut back to you. What are you up to? Gosh. Uh. Well, I'm uh gonna go back inside, and I'm gonna uh walk up the stairs to Sharky. And I'll I'll say to her, um, excuse me, Sharky, do you have you seen uh, a man by the name of Moby Richards around recently? Mm, uh, you, you're looking for Moby, I guess. Uh, what does he owe you money to? No, no, he and I were having a wonderful conversation, and I had to step out to check on my. Well, my friend who was causing all the drama that you uh, rightfully kicked him out for, and I was hoping to continue the conversation, but I, I seem to have, have oh, lost yeah. him. Uh, all right. Well, I think I saw him head out to the balcony. He's probably pissed drunk again, if I know him. Uh, what a wanker. Yes. Well, I will uh, I will search out on the balcony then. Thank you so much. I'm going to head out to the balcony. Okay, and as you walk oh, toward the what balcony... What was that Australian slur you made up last, like, two episodes? Oh, Drongo. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> Which is a real one. Drongo. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, as you walk toward the balcony, you pass by Felosiol with Langford, who you don't really know well. Um, and you reach the doors to the balcony, and you see a uh, an orc man in a... Uh, sleeveless vest sort of struggling to get up onto the big wide uh, stone handrail mm -hmm. uh, and so that, and then you watch as he proceeds to urinate off of this balcony mm -hmm. railing um, give me a perception check please god four um, that is just wonderful <laughs> um, so you are standing on the balcony sort of watching this happen and considering your next move. And what happens next you don't see coming at all. Suddenly, a cloaked and hooded figure appears on the balcony on the far side and quickly moves to the back of Moby Richard silently. There's a quick flash of white light and you see Moby Richard fall off the balcony. He doesn't scream, but you have the feeling that this balcony probably goes down for quite a while because you don't hear him hit the bottom. And the little note that Matarua gave you vanishes into a wisp of blue fire. And you see someone in the cloak standing in front of you holds out their hand and another slip of paper in their hand does the same thing. Creepy cat. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Multiple. What do you do? Um... The cloaked figure is still in front of me, correct? 
Yes, at the moment. I'm going to say, uh, reveal yourself. I believe we serve the same master. Um, the person freezes for just a moment. Um, man, I got to decide. Um, could you make... I'm going to have you do a persuasion check there for me. Oh my god. Five. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's a Whoops. critical fail on the persuasion. <laughs> are my rolls? Um, and I'm going to say... Oh man, I don't know how to resolve this actually. Can we, can we maybe back that up for a second? Because I don't really want you to not know something here. <laughs> um, yeah. Alright, so let's back it up. Okay. Um, so you see, you see this cloaked figure standing on the balcony after Moby falls, and you have just a moment to make a decision on what to do. So what do you do? Um, I think you, I think you were taking an okay tack, but maybe you've got like skills or something that you can use to help you in this process of trying to like speak to this person or persuade them or whatever. Um, is this person? Do I get the sense that this person is? is like dead or like it's like a zombie of some um, kind or like give a, me an insight give me an insight check a vibe check yeah vibe check uh, yeah insight. pretty much is you oh my god, is god. Oh, geez look fuck? you gave you took my curse how do you how does that happen i have i have i have a proficiency but like what the fuck? God, you just rolled a two, a one, and a one in a row. We've had five oh natural God. ones tonight. That's crazy. Um, all right, so, Dresden, you, you don't get a sense of anything about this person in terms of their status. Um, all you know is that you saw the slip of paper that Matarua gave you in their hand, or a similar, very similar looking one in their hand, um, and theirs disappeared when yours did. Um, what color was the flame of theirs? Theirs was the same color. Hmm. Um, can you give me a history check? And I, if this goes badly, you're just going to come out of this you're with no information. You're just never going to know anything. Uh, 17, finally. Jesus. That is not bad. Um, so, with a 17, you catch a glimpse of this person as they leap over the balcony and disappear into the dark. And for just a moment, you see a glint of something in the moonlight around their neck that looks very familiar to you. Um, you can't really place it at the moment, but you have the feeling that you've met this person before. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Um, all right, so... That happened, and uh, Dresden, you're standing on the balcony. Felosiel just walked back in with Langford, and the party is starting to wind down now. Oh wait, we need to talk to Flint. I forgot about that. Um, That's right, Flint. Okay, let's let's resolve hey, Flint's scene here. I've got a question, real quick, just super yeah. quick one. What do those cigars do that are in my box? You've got random effects. You never know what's going to happen. I'm feeling so stoked about how well that went that I want to spark up a cigar. Okay, great. Um, you spark up a cigar. Can you roll me a D10, please? Yeah. Uh, a six. That's better than average, right? Yeah, so you light up... <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you um you light up a cigar from your box of mystery and uh it you light it and it looks like a real cigar and then as it catches on fire it sort of like unfurls almost like a, a rope ladder and it turns <laughs> out that it's actually like a disguised chain of firecrackers and they just start popping right in your oh, face um, and it causes like a real ruckus um and for mace Corps, you are uh, in the gardens when this goes off and you sort of hear like uh, a bit of a commotion for just a moment uh and that right then is when uh emily leans in and kisses you uh which takes your mind elsewhere and um flint right after this goes off the blinding flashes from these firecrackers in front of your eyes are sort of like giving you spots for a moment. And when you can see again, Luke is standing right in front of you. I'm going to look at him and go like, <laughs> I thought that was going to be a relaxing cigar, but I've been had. Oh uh, yeah. That, that seems like a pretty funny, uh, pretty funny prank. Uh, yeah. so I was just in there at the party and, uh, after you had your mishap, Nigel got up, and turned around to get something, and I happened to see that there were two invites in his back pocket. All in a day's work. It really could not have gone any better. Well, uh, I think that it's safe to say that you've proved yourself to me. I've seen enough. Uh, and I suppose I have a proposal for you. Let's hear it. I mean, that's uh, honestly, the proposal of just having some good fun was enough for me. Granted, I didn't want to get thrown out of the party, but um, let's hear it. What do you got for me, Slick? Well, I work for an employer here in town, and he's always looking for excellent thieves and rogues to join up. Are you looking for okay. work by chance? I, I guess like I... I'm going to burp a little bit and say, well, I, I got a, I got this thing where we're like saving the world and stuff. It's kind of minor detail that could kind of get that sounds very noble for a, for someone like us. Um, I gotta be honest. I got really wrapped up into this after getting pretty confused for a minute involved time. Doesn't matter what I I'm always open to work. I, I got to be honest, I love stealing stuff. It's a real primal satisfaction for me. Um, so I'm always looking to uh, pick up any extra work. Well, we're in, a, we're in a bit of a pinch at the moment. We could use the extra hands. So I'm going to tell you something, but I'll tell you right now that if you, if you betray me after this, you will not be able to escape this town alive. I... I, and I don't mean that to sound menacing. I just mean to say I trust you. No, and yeah. I, I, I mean, hope like, that I, I can. I wasn't planning on betraying you. Well, then how would you like to join Creepy Carl's cadre? Oh, shit. Huh. Oh, my God. Um, do you have, like, a pamphlet? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, my friend, you have an excellent sense of humor, and I think that Carl himself will love it. Uh, right. listen, you've heard of the three guilds in town and you're at arguably the most powerful guilds party tonight, but I'm telling you there is a fourth faction here and we are far more powerful and we work for creepy Carl. You should join our ranks or at least consider it. I'll give you a day to think it over and I'll see you All again right. soon. 
Sounds good. And he throws a smoke bomb on the ground and he's gone. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then and then he, he you hear his voice and he says, I just moved a couple feet over here. That's an old, I knew an old it. parlor I, I trick. It. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, right I knew there. you knew, I knew you knew it. But, I yeah. know, I know. Here, you should have one of these. And he gives you one of the smoke bombs. Oh, nice. Sick. Um, all right. And so, Flint, you're having that conversation outside. Mace Corps on this stroll um, with Emily. Felosio, you and Langford wrapped up your talk. Dresden, you had this weird encounter on the balcony. Now the party is winding down. Um, and... Uh, actually, all four of you find your way back inside um, as Sharky Cheryl has eventually started to partake, and so she doesn't really care as much about Flint. And actually, Nigel himself invited Flint inside after uh, finding out that he was with your group who brought him this beautiful bottle of port. Um, and so he invites Flint back inside, um, and he says uh, he, he understands that Moby was being a bit much um, and... and you know, buys your story. So, so all is well. Piper's having a great time. Um, she seems to have struck up a real friendship with Carol, uh, who's one of Nigel's folks. Um, and Emily's still hanging around. The bartender's still there. But then other than that, really, the, the party has dissipated. Um, and things are getting quiet. And near the end of the night, uh, Nigel finds you, Macecore, and he says... I believe that we may have some business to discuss. I I think we do. Can uh can I invite my my uh my squad with me, my business partners? Why don't we all go upstairs and we can sit in the uh, parlor room and have a chat? That sounds great. I'm I'm sorry I don't have any more port, but I wish I did to give you. Don't worry, I have plenty. And he motions for the four of you to follow him upstairs to the parlor room and i think that's a good place to stop beautiful i should say to him oh uh, man you know i never had a dad <laughs> quite like you <laughs> you're a great father <laughs> can i call you dad sir? can i call you dad <laughs> You need to <laughs> set the scene. Paint us a word picture as we start. Is Hillsburg back? You know what? It actually doesn't matter. Um, because we're Wait, not starting. What if Hillsburg wants the word painting? Yeah. He is going to have to get the prints from I'm the back. souvenir gift shop. Oh, he's back. back. Thank God. All right. You almost missed the word picture, Elsie. Um, I didn't cut my hand like last time around. Oh, good. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hold on, I lost my dice. I can't read it. Oh, so sad. Make an athletics check. <laughs> I failed my like dex Flynn. check. 